Hi, everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hi, guys. Welcome back to God's Plan, Your Part. Today, we are ending our time in Deuteronomy. So we picked up a little bit at the end of chapter uh, 31 and then went full sprint all the way to chapter 34. So today we're looking at the song that Moses is uh, giving to the people, which is not really a nice love song situation. It's actually kind of sad and dreary. (laughs) And then... Sorry, I'll make my joke later. Well, whatever. Okay, anyway. And then we move into uh, Moses' death that's being foretold. Uh, a song that Moses is blessing on the people, which is quite a turn from where we just were. <laughs> and then finally, the death of Moses before the the torch is passed on to Joshua. So I was going to say, if you uh, love to hear how much God loves you all the time, like you would not love being in Moses' church. This one. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, this pastor, he's like so rough. So I got to say, when I was reading through this, there were like things that I guess stuck out to me kind of. Uh, Definitely for me, some some wording that we're going to hear later on throughout the actual Bible. Uh, we're looking at chapter 32. I feel like I have heard these words before, crooked and twisted generation. Um, that's just like specific wording that's describing the people of Israel as they have turned away from God and resorted to other gods. And something, I guess something that did stick out to me is in verse 5 of chapter 32, it says they've dealt corruptly with him, meaning... God, correct? Uh, And they are no longer his children because they are blemished. So we often hear that word blemished when we're referring to acceptable offerings to the Lord, like they need to be free of blemishes. But now the people are being compared to as this blemished thing. Uh, We know that that is not acceptable in the sight of the Lord. So that was kind of interesting and stuck out to me. But other than that, I felt like this was a little bit like... Anticlimactic. Yeah, or a little like messy-ish for me. And I was like, I don't know what's going on here. So, All right. So a couple quick things. In chapter 32, you're going to see the term Jeshurun uh, several times. That is like what a... What verse is that? Uh, oh, it's 15. first in verse 15. It comes up a couple more times. Um, that is like a different term for Israel. It's like a less formal term for Israel. So okay. when it says Jeshurun grew fat and kicked, you grew fat, stout and sleek. He's saying Israel became successful and kicked against God. Um Chapter 32. So wait, I don't understand the comparison. So Jeshurun grew fat and kicked, meaning those are like... Well, look, like uh, grew fat and stout and sleek. Then he forsook God who made him and scoffed at the rock of his salvation. So is it referring to Israel like both tr- times? So yes. Israel grew fat and kicked, and then it also grew fat, stout, and sleek. It's like you got bigger, your nation was extended, you got more um, wealth and prosperity, okay. and you rebelled against God. It We've seemed seen like it happen. was a comparative sentence, yeah. like two different things, but it's actually comparing the same thing to different Right, and there are going to be some allusions to things that we've seen happen. For example, in verse 24, I will send the teeth of beasts against them with the venom of things that crawl in the dust. That's Numbers 21. It's the snakes mm-hmm. that are coming up against them. Um, so there, there's some things that we are reminded of. What I think is really interesting, the rock here refers to God um, as like the foundation of their nation. Mm-hmm. But it's just funny that like Moses seems stuck on this rock imagery 
<laughs> I was saying <laughs> this earlier, is not spiritual in any sense. It, it could be that I'm of, just picking up on this, but it reminds me of like when like if something goofy happens in your life, like uh, that, that one dumb mistake that you made. It's like this weird, yeah. It's like this weird thing that just like keeps getting mentioned over and over again. The rock that Moses was supposed to speak to was supposed to uh, symbolize God. It was ultimately supposed to symbolize Jesus. Um, and so that's why he was supposed to talk to it. So him striking it was actually rebelling against God in like a very, um, what do you call that? Like in the imagery even. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So chapter 32, just real quickly, we haven't talked about this at all. We probably should have, but the covenant that God made with Moses is in the form of a suzerain vassal treaty. Uh, you might hear that and think, okay, that's too much. Um, <laughs> basically, in this time and in this culture, it was very common for a powerful kind of king, the suzerain, um, to make like a contract covenant agreement with weaker peoples, the vassal. And so you get suzerain vassal treaty. It's between weak people and powerful people, powerful king. And so the covenant that is with Moses is in that form. It's a really cool example of how God uses things that we can understand in our terms um, to like lead the way he wants to. So he uses something they understand to lead them. And so always in a suzerain vassal treaty is like the agreement. There's always blessings and curses, which we've seen many times. Um, and there is a formal indictment when people rebel against the suzerain vassal treaty. So chapter 32 is actually God's <sighs> indictment against his people through Moses. So that's why when you read chapter 32, you're like, wow, this guy is so harsh. Um, that's because the people would have understood it to be the formal indictment against them. So just like if you go to court and you get charged with a crime, that's what this would have felt like to the people. They would have understood it immediately. And so suzerain vassal treaty, that's extra credit. If you want to know anything more about that, you can look that up. Um, but that is why chapter 32 feels so harsh because it is in a sense, a legal process um, declaring them guilty before God because they have rebelled against God. And then it's going to, we're, we're going to turn and we're going to look forward to the fact that God is going to continue to look out for them into the promised land, if that makes sense. He gets real sassy in there too. <laughs> 37 and 38. As I was reading it, I was like, whoa. Um, he's referring to the idols or the gods that they took refuge in. Mm -hmm or the lowercase r, rock, mm -hmm. that they um, took refuge. It says, the ones who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank wine of their offering drink, let them rise up and help you. Let mm -hmm. them be your protection. It's pretty just like, whew, okay, got it. Won't do that again. <laughs> well, not necessarily, but that's the hope. <laughs> so then we get um, blessings on the tribes of Israel. This is very commonplace throughout the Pentateuch, between Genesis and Deuteronomy, if you've been following this with us, if you've read the Bible on your own. Um, One thing I noticed, there yes. is no Simeon. Poor Simeon is left I out. I even made sure to like go and underline every tribe to make sure they were all mentioned. And <laughs> what do you know? They weren't. Why is that? I don't know. I should I should look that up. Um, which you can look that like, up. Why did he do something extra bad? <laughs> but what is interesting is that this follows the same um, kind of procedure. This is what the patriarchs do before they die. And so it is what Moses is going to do before he dies is bless the people and then pass away. So this is started with um, Isaac, I believe, and then Jacob. And now it is Moses blessing the people. Um, anything else you want to call out from that? Not necessarily. I just was confused why Simeon wasn't represented. Poor guy. 
I know. Uh, these blessings are always pretty weird to understand in current context. Because like, wait, is this a blessing or is this like something kind of sassy? When Joseph got a huge part compared to the others. Like some get like a little tiny. Meh, and that's Joseph it. was used by God to preserve the people. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that Joseph stands out as a... <laughs> Issachar is like mentioned within Zebulun's blessing so he didn't really get much of anything Simeon's not there at all yeah just kind of silly oh well um, I did read as a side note verse 20 is talking about Gad um, getting like a, a pretty good portion a pretty good land and there has actually been um, archaeological finds that prove that the tribe of Gad like Gad is called out by name on this thing called the Moabite stone um, that mm. says basically that they did live in that area and those tribes were in fact in that spot. Hmm. So I'm enjoying just calling out certain things that we know from history to be true because we've dug them up and dusted them off and right. they, that's what they say. And so Gad is one of those things. Um, and then finally, Moses dies. Sad day. It is kind of sad, but what was interesting, and I think you're probably going to talk about this more, but there is a part that mentions that there was no one... Then what did you say? No prophet like Moses ever again. So the the book of this, this is sort of funny. The book of Deuteronomy and therefore the Pentateuch, the five books that Moses wrote. <laughs> I know where you're going. They with end this. with a chapter talking about how Moses died and what it was like. So obviously he did not pen that uh -huh. passage. Um, it's. Thought. I was thinking more like Moses was known to have written these and he's saying nobody else came. <laughs> and no one else like me was ever around. Yeah. No, this is more like an afterthought that was added is what most people yeah. believe. Um, most likely by Joshua. But basically, it does say that nobody has ever risen like Moses. We've actually seen mm -hmm. that before. Uh, that was in Exodus. Well, no, Exodus 33 is about the fact that he saw God face to face. But in chapter 18, it's talking about how God will eventually raise up a prophet like Moses. So there is this, this call out that someday there will be a prophet like Moses. But in our day, we haven't seen it. That's mm -hmm. what this passage is referring to. And then when Who do we, they think it is? When we get to John chapter one, this is exciting because we've spent a lot of time in the Old Testament. Yeah. John chapter one, John the Baptist hits the scene, uh, and a lot of people come to John and they say, Are you the prophet? And that this passage is what they're referring to. But you know what's funny when we were talking about that earlier, I was like, Well, that's so dumb of them. And you even said to me, like, well, give them a little bit of credit because <laughs> of his circumstances. So, like, explain that a little bit more. Like, John's circumstances would have actually, like, caused people to have truly believed that. Well, he was he was a miraculous birth. Mm -hmm. um, he's out living in the wilderness like prophets would have. Mm -hmm. um, he's baptizing people to repentance. Mm -hmm. um, and there were, like, signs and wonders that accompanied the things that John was doing out in the desert. So it, yeah. it, it we read it and we're like, how did they not know? And it's right. like, well, actually, like, it kind of makes sense that they mm -hmm. didn't know. Mm -hmm. But what's cool is when John is asked, are you the prophet? He's like, no, like, I am Do not. Do not be confused. Um, so that is a connection between Deuteronomy, ultimately Deuteronomy 18, but also Deuteronomy 34 and John chapter 1. So, like, you kind of get these bookends mm -hmm. of what's going on. So, we have completed Deuteronomy. This is the sixth book, I think, that we've read because we included Job. Yep. Um, so, yeah. A lot of stuff in this. We are now going to move out of the things that we believe Moses has written into other books. So, so we are transferring from, and Moses spoke to the Lord, <laughs> and... 
the Lord spoke to Moses to Joshua spoke to the Lord. And so we will start to see Joshua leading the people. And we know that Joshua will be a good man to lead the people because Deuteronomy 34, nine says uh, he was full of the spirit of wisdom for Moses laid his hands mm-hmm. on him. So Joshua is not some, any old guy. He has a spirit of the Lord on him, which in the old Testament is super special. All right. So when I think about it, your part for today is a little bit tricky because there is some weird stuff that we're reading, like these songs and blessings. Um, But my attention is drawn to Joshua. Uh, Joshua has been on the sidelines for quite a while. I mean, he's just Moses' assistant. And I think it's kind of cool that we now... We've, we've been introduced to Joshua a couple times, mm-hmm. but now really is the time. Like, he apparently was not, you know, pushy. He wasn't, like, full of himself. He wasn't crazy ambitious. He was waiting for the right time for the Lord to appoint him. God's spirit was on him. And so I think Joshua, this could be a stretch, really. But Joshua could be a pretty good example of taking the time that is necessary to learn from the people around you, to grow your relationship with the Lord, to learn the lessons you need to learn, and wait to be called on. Um, Because when Joshua is finally called on, it is a pretty big deal for him, and we see him lead the people pretty well. Um, So I would say that's, that's your part. Maybe you're in a season of waiting. Don't waste that season of waiting. Do everything you can to get closer to the Lord and understand what he's doing. So we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to our take on God's word. Stick around and listen to the word uh, on the second part of the podcast. Before we get in there, uh, we just want to remind you, you can connect with us at any time on social media and YouTube at God's Plan Your Part. Also, we are a listener-supported podcast, so if you ever want to help us out with the ministry that we're doing, uh, you can do that by clicking the link in our description. And now, here's the reading for today. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 30. Then Moses spoke the words of this song until they were finished, in the ears of all the assembly of Israel. Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak, and let the earth hear the words of my mouth. May my teaching drop as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, like gentle rain upon the tender grass, and like showers upon the herb. For I will proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. The rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are justice, a God of faithfulness and without iniquity. Just and upright is he. They have dealt corruptly with him. They are no longer his children because they are blemished. They are a crooked and twisted generation. Do you thus repay the Lord, you foolish and senseless people? Is not he your father who created you, who made you and established you? Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask your father and he will show you, your elders, and they will tell you. When the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance, When he divided mankind, he fixed the borders of the peoples according to the number of the sons of God. But the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob, his allotted heritage. He found him in the desert land and in a howling waste of the wilderness. He encircled him. He cared for him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. Like an eagle that stirs up its nest, that flutters over its young, spreading out its wings, catching them, bearing them on its pinions, the Lord alone guided him. No foreign god was with him. He made him ride on the high places of the land, and he ate the produce of the field, and he suckled him with honey out of the rock, and oil out of the flinty rock, curds from the herd, and milk from the flock, with fat of lambs, rams of Bashan, and goats, with the very finest of the wheat. And you drank foaming wine made from the blood of the grape. But Jeshurun grew fat and kicked, You grew fat, stout, and sleek. Then he forsook God, 
who made him and scoffed at the rock of his salvation. They stirred him to jealousy with strange gods. With abominations, they provoked him to anger. They sacrificed to demons that were no gods, to gods they had never known, to new gods that they had come recently, whom your fathers had never dreaded. You were unmindful of the rock that bore you, and you forgot the God who gave you birth. The Lord saw it and spurned them because of the provocation of his sons and his daughters. And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see that their end be, for they are a perverse generation, children in whom is no faithfulness. They have made me jealous with what is no God. They have provoked me to anger with their idols. So I will make them jealous with those who are no people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. For a fire is kindled by my anger, and it burns to the depths of Sheol, devours the earth and its increase, and sets on fire the foundations of the mountains. And I will heap disasters upon them. I will spend my arrows on them. They shall be wasted with hunger and devoured by plague and poisonous pestilence. I will send the teeth of beasts against them with the venom of things that crawl in the dust. Outdoors the sword shall bereave, and indoors terror, for young men and women alike, and nursing child with man of gray hairs. I would have said, I will cut them to pieces, I will wipe them from human memory, had I not feared provocation by the enemy, lest their adversary should misunderstand, lest they should say, Our hand is triumphant. It was not the Lord who did all of this. For they are a nation void of counsel, and there is no understanding in them. If they were wise, they would understand this. They would discern their latter end. How could one have chased a thousand, and two have put ten thousand to flight, unless their rock has sold them, and the Lord had given them up? For their rock is not our rock. Our enemies are by themselves. For their vine comes from the vine of Sodom, and their fields of Gomorrah. Their grapes are grapes of poison. Their clusters are bitter. Their wine is the poison of serpents and the cruel venom of asps. Is not this laid up in store with me, sealed up in my treasuries? Vengeance is mine, and recompense for the time when their foot shall slip. For the day of their calamity is at hand, and their doom comes swiftly. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants when he sees that their power is gone and there is nothing remaining, bond or free. Then he will say, Where are their gods, the rock on which they took refuge, who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offering? Let them rise up and help you. Let them be your protection. See now that I, even I am he, and there is no God beside me. I kill and I make alive, I wound and I heal, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. For I lift up my hand to heaven and swear, as I live forever, if I should sharpen my flashing sword and my hand takes hold on judgment, I will take vengeance on my adversaries and will repay those who hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood and my sword shall devour flesh. With the blood of the slain of the captives from the long-haired heads of the enemy. Rejoice with him, O heavens. Bow down to him, all gods. For he avenges the blood of his children and takes vengeance on his adversaries. He repays those who hate him and cleanses his people's land. 
Moses came and recited all the words of this song in hearing of the people, he and Joshua, the son of Nun. And when Moses had finished speaking all these words to Israel, he said to them, Take to heart all the words by which I am warning you today, that you may command them to your children, that they may be careful to do all the words of the law. For it is no empty word for you, but your very life. And by this word you shall live long in the land that you are going over the Jordan to possess. That very day the Lord spoke to Moses, Go up this mountain of the Abraham, Mount Nebo, which is in the land of Moab, opposite Jericho, the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the people of Israel for possession. And die on the mountain which you go up, and be gathered to your people, as Aaron your brother died in Mount Hor and was gathered to his people, because you broke faith with me in the midst of the people of Israel at the waters of Meribah Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin, and because you did not treat me as holy in the midst of the people of Israel. For you shall see the land before you, but you shall not go there, into the land that I am giving to the people of Israel. This is the blessing with which Moses, the man of God, blessed the people of Israel before his death. He said, The Lord came from Sinai and dawned from Ser upon us. He shone forth from Mount Paran. He came from tens of thousands of holy ones with flaming fire at his right hand. Yes, he loved his people. All his holy ones were in his hand, so they followed in your steps, receiving direction from you. When Moses commanded us a law as a possession for the assembly of Jacob, thus the Lord became king in Jeshurun, when the heads of the people were gathered, all the tribes of Israel together. Let Reuben live and not die, but let his men be few. And this he said of Judah, Hear, O Lord, the voice of Judah, and bring him into his people. With your hands contend for him, and be a help against his adversaries. And of Levi he said, Give to Levi your Thummim, and your Urim to the godly one, whom you tested at Massa, and who with you quarreled at the waters of Mirabah. Who said of his father and mother, I regard them not? He disowned his brothers and ignored his children, for they observed your word and kept your covenant. They shall teach Jacob your rules and Israel your law. They shall put incense before you and whole burnt offerings on your altar. Bless, O Lord, his substance, and accept the work of his hands. Crush the loins of his adversaries, of those who hate him that they rise not again. Of Benjamin he said, The beloved of the Lord dwells in safety. The high God surrounds him all day long, and dwells between his shoulders. And of Joseph he said, Blessed by the Lord be his land, with the choicest gifts of heaven above, and the deep that crouches beneath. With the choicest fruits of the sun, and the rich yield of the months, with the finest produce of their ancient mountains, and the abundance of the everlasting hills, with the best gift of the earth in its fullness, and the favor of him who dwells in the bush. May these rest on the head of Joseph, on the pate of him who is prince among his brothers. A firstborn bull he has majesty, and his horns are the horns of a wild ox. With them he shall gore the peoples, all of them to the ends of the earth. They are the ten thousands of Ephraim, and they are the thousands of Manasseh. And of Zebulun he said, Rejoice, Zebulun, in your going out, and Issachar in your tents. They shall call peoples to the mountain. There they offer right sacrifices, for they draw from the abundance of the seas and the hidden treasures of the sand. And of Gad he said, Blessed be he who enlarges Gad. Gad crouches like a lion. He tears off arm and scalp. He chose the best of the land for himself, for there a commander's portion was reserved. 
and he came with the heads of the people. With Israel he executed the justice of the Lord and the judgments for Israel. And of Dan he said, Dan is a lion's cub that leaps from Bashan. And of Naphtali he said, O Naphtali, sated with favor and full of the blessing of the Lord, possessed the lake and the south. And of Asher he said, Most blessed of sons be Asher. Let him be the favorite of his brothers and let him dip his foot in oil. Your bars shall be iron and bronze and your days so shall your strength be. There is none like God, O Jeshurun, who rides through the heavens to your help, through the skies in his majesty. The eternal God is your dwelling place, and underneath are the everlasting arms. And he thrust out the enemy before you and said, Destroy. So Israel lived in safety. Jacob lived alone in a land of grain and wine, whose heavens dropped down dew. Happy are you, O Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord, the shield of your help and the sword of your triumph. Your enemies shall come fawning to you, and you shall tread upon their backs. Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is the opposite of Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land, Gilead as far as Dan, all Naphtali, and the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the western sea, the Negeb and the plain, that is, the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, as far as Zor, and the Lord said to him, This is the land which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to your offspring. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not go over there. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in the valley of the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. But no one knows the place of his burial to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye was undimmed and his vigor unabated. And the people of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab thirty days. Then the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. And Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit and wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him and did as the Lord commanded Moses. And there was not arisen a prophet since in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. None like him for all the signs and the wonders that the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his servants, and to all his land, and for all the mighty power and all the great deeds of terror that Moses did in the sight of all of Israel. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.